Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Usher was the best halftime show I have ever seen at the Super Bowl, and I will die on that hill. <laughs> really? It was a great show. It was a great show. It was I, I when we'll talk about football. Uh, but when he was there, I mean, he's performing. He's yeah. not lip syncing. He's singing and dancing. There's costume changes. <laughs> when Lil John came out, I mean, I fell off the couch. I'm like, you're kidding me. He's here. <laughs> Alicia Keys, who is one of my favorites. She's so incredibly talented. She, she is. is so talented. Yeah. Piano, singer, she does it all. I thought it was a great halftime show. <laughs> what do you think, Pete? I thought it was great. Uh, you know what? I, I unfortunately uh, don't get to... Uh, make all the calls on how my house is going to look on yes. Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> so it was too loud. I had about 20 people. There, yeah. And I didn't see it. <laughs> yep. it was too hard, but, but it was really fun. It was, it really, um, you know, from start to finish, there was just a lot of different storylines and then you had the halftime, which I think was great. Uh, but yeah, I, I wish I could say that I had a chance to really hear and see it and everything else, Dave, but I, I can always go back. Yeah. I mean, those, I, that's, yeah. a, that's a popular deal. So I, I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I know people are going to yell at me. They're going to say Prince was better. I get it. I'm one um, of those probably. I know. I know. <laughs> so the game itself, to be honest with you, was, was, I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, the, the first three quarters I thought were a bit of a snooze fest, which I feel like more and more in, in the last maybe decade. And please correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like you can almost know too much about your opponent now than you could 15, 20 years ago. So it's so, you know, every single move that the team's going to make. So it's very much a chess match, right? Those three quarters. Then you get into the fourth quarter, which is outstanding, the overtime. And I, I, I mean, I'll walk away with the 49ers put up a great effort, but Pat Mahomes is possibly the most clutch quarterback we have in the NFL right now. I, I mean, and, and someone was asking me, I think this week, I forget someone was asking me, so how did he go, you know, how did he, I guess, fly under the radar, you know, when he went to the Chiefs? And I said, because the thing is, the one thing that they have not figured out how to measure yet from college quarterbacks is the biggest quality that you need in the NFL to succeed, and that is clutch. You can't measure that. You can measure how far they can throw, run, jump, bench press, throw it out while they're sitting on their butts and knees and all that stuff. But you can't measure clutch. And Pat Mahomes is bet, has more clutch than any quarterback in the NFL, Pete. And you've said it, and that's why you and Charlie, to your credit, you guys picked the Kansas City Chiefs. I picked the 49ers, so I, <laughs> I ended up on the wrong side of that one. But 
Uh, you know, you, you guys made a really good point. The, the team that has Pat Mahomes has that added advantage. But, you know, it's amazing, Dave, when you look at the Super Bowl and you actually go and crunch some of the numbers down, it's identical. It shows you that, and I know one of the things that we we're, we're going to kick around is, you know, is there a possibility for a three-peat, right? I mean, and I think mm-hmm. that the reason that, sure, it's a possibility, but it's a long-shot possibility because – this game was tight, and this game was absolutely amazing. 23 first downs for San Francisco, 24 for Kansas City. Uh, you know, everywhere you look, you see something that almost is exactly a mirror image of its, uh, of the other, right? So I, I think when you look at this, and what, what was the difference maker? It was Pat Mahomes. It was, yeah. it was him in overtime running with the football when he needed to, yep. running around looking for something downfield when he needed to. And that's, that's what makes him so special. I think a lot of other quarterbacks, all of a sudden, once they run, they're going to keep doing that and doing that and doing that. And he's not that guy. He's the guy who's first looking downfield. He'll scramble. He'll look mm-hmm. for something. But if it's not there and he can run, he's going to do it. I mean, the guy, he led the team in rushing. So across the board, I think uh, it was it was a good game. It was a tight game. And everything was almost one against the other. I think the most interesting thing for me, and I dig deeper into football than I should probably sometimes, <laughs> but the the defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs is ah, the best. He I is was the just best. going there, yep. <laughs> Spagnola, he yep. is the best in all of football, in my opinion. And and here's why. First of all, he's one of the highest paid. He's been around. He's been a head coach here and there, but he's. I think he's figured out, you know what, my best role is being a defensive coordinator. He confused San Francisco, not every play, but on a lot of plays during the game. And what I mean by that is there was, I, I counted multiple times throughout the game where there was just two defensive linemen on the field for Kansas City. Two. Everybody else was either a linebacker or a secondary player. Yep. And it wasn't just pass plays. They just, he was doing that. And Spagnola is known for being this game day guy. And, he, and, the, and the players who play for him love him. But that confused that offensive line so much on who to block. It's why Brock Purdy, who had a great game, in my opinion, especially considering he got hit on every single 38. Yeah. The 38 attempts he had, he got hit 38 times. I mean, he, he literally, they were getting after him. The offensive line was confused. And I, and I give all the credit in the world to Spagnola and how he coached the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs. It, I agree with you. It was so much of a chess match and and. Mm-hmm. I think the mo- the thing, and I was going to say the same thing about about Steve Spagnuolo's. But what really uh, impressed me was, you know, when do you blitz versus when do you not blitz? And because they had a tough time uh, stopping in late in the game, stopping Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You remember that fourth quarter? I mean, he's picking up two, he's picking up three to four, sometimes five yards at a clip, and he's mm-hmm. such a dominant runner. I mean, he's incredible. And so to figure out, okay, is this the moment where I send somebody? Is this the moment where we sit back? Everything you said plus that, I, I was very impressed with with Spagnola. So so let's look ahead, Pete. I'm I'm curious now. Three peating in the NFL is so well. Repeating is hard. Three peating is is darn near impossible, but it can be done. In your mind, give me the team in the AFC who is the toughest out, the toughest one that Kansas City is going to have to get past next year. I think it's probably Buffalo. Uh, you know, I could easily say Buffalo or Baltimore or, you know, I think I think you could go a lot of different directions. But yeah. specifically, I, I look at Buffalo just because I think Josh Allen is one of the most amazing players I've ever seen. Does he throw too many interceptions? Yeah, he, he, he'll force the ball. And, and I don't know how they need to coach him differently to to stay away from that. But that that can be a game changer for teams. But 
offensively, defensively, that game was a, that was a fist fight. Uh, you know, that was one of the things when we were, we were talking about the idea of potentially, do they have a chance to be a three-peat? You know, the ball isn't round. The ball is an interesting ball in football. It can bounce anywhere in the world. And fortunately, I think in many cases for Kansas City, they've, they've been on the right side of where that yeah. ball bounces. But it's also, I give them all the credit in the world. And I like Kansas City. I, I Shoot, I remember all those days of them being in River Falls, Wisconsin. I became a bigger fan all the time of, of the yep. Chiefs. But I do think Buffalo... Baltimore as well. There's no reason to say Baltimore, you know, they, they just didn't do it on the day that they needed to. And yeah. and they they got shut down. And again, that was an offense that was unbelievable. They ran the ball extremely well, have a great quarterback who can run and throw the ball. He led the team in rushing and he stopped him. <laughs> you yeah. know, Spagnola had a defense that stopped him. So he's kind of the wild card almost as much as, uh, as Pat Mahomes on, on who do you lean on most? And I would say from the defensive standpoint, nobody ever talks about Kansas City's defense, right? I mean, it's always Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all this. But the reality is that defense became a much better defense this past year. Let me go off the board here for for a second because I agree with those. But there's one team, as I was looking through this this morning, I'm like, wait a second. There's something here. I'll say the Houston Texans. And, and I like that call. Here's why. <laughs> Bryce Young was fantastic this year. He got better as the season went on. Uh, four, he, over 4,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, and only five interceptions. Yeah. But here's what really amazes me about, about them is, is they have, a, they have a, the, the semblance of a very good offense, pretty good defense. They have $57 million in cap space coming up this year. $57 million. I mean, they can make some pretty big swings with that amount of money to improve their team, and they were only a few away from, you know, they, they, were, they were not Super Bowl ready. But I do think that they could be, depending on what they do this offseason. I agree with you. Baltimore is probably going to or, – or Buffalo, both of those are, are great teams. And, you know, what's, what's the commonality there? It's the quarterback, right? You got Josh Allen. You got Lamar Jackson, two guys that are absolutely clutch and, and play the game so well. And, it's, and we'll talk about this later. But it's, again, it's the thing that the Vikings are missing. They don't have that guy. They've never had that guy for at least not – unless you want to count Brett Favre as that guy. And, it's and been too with, long. And with that cap space, Dave, uh, yep. and you meant C.J. Stroud. I, I know you said you What said did Bryce I say? Young. Did I say you, Bryce Young? You, Sorry, you I meant C, I was looking at C.J. <laughs> oh, Stroud, and there was a picture of Bryce Young next to him. And yes, I just wanted C. to clarify. That, I, I yes, knew that's you, what you meant. You. But I, I will tell you this. Um, they have that money, and what's to stop them from going after one more defensive end to give them that, that right. defense just bulked up even more like maybe it's De- Daniel Hunter, right? I mean, it could He's be, you know, there's, right. there's some free agents out there, Leonard Williams. I mean, I, I look around and I'm like, wow, whoever has that ability to do that. And they certainly do down in Houston right now with the money uh, against the cap that, that puts them in an amazing spot. And obviously you still got all the draft picks and everything else. There's, I think Houston, that's a really good call. That's a, that's an early call, but I, it's but interesting I like it to me. I, and I, it's, they're a little far off, but when I was looking at it and I'm like, wait a second, they have that much money to spend this off season. And that's where they're at. <laughs> that much money. They also have uh, 21 picks in the next three drafts. They have Whoa. a ton of, uh, of draft capital, including eight picks in this draft alone. Yeah. Good call. A little different than 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 our purple, but uh, oh, no, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll get there later. I need another cup of coffee first. All right, uh, you are listening to the huddle this morning. If you'd like to join the conversation, hit us up on the WCCO talking text line six five one four six one 
888-900-9226. Coming up next, Gopher Hoops, uh, the men's Gopher Hoops, are they better, truly better than they were last year, even though they're still not where they need to be? Marcus, Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Fuller from the Star Tribune joins us coming up next. Welcome back to the huddle. 10.22 on a Sunday morning. Pleased to have Marcus Fuller from the Star Tribune, Gopher Hoops beat writer. Marcus, good morning. I am uh, convinced now more than ever, despite the fact that they uh, went one and one on this week, that this team is so much better than they were last year. Uh, Can you be encouraged truly by a week in which there's two losses? Oh, first of all, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, you know, obviously, when you look at the the season that they've had so far, um, you know, it's a complete turnaround from last year. I mean, they've doubled their wins in, in Big Ten Conference. Uh, they're close to double, doubling their wins overall. And it's not just, the you know, early in the non-conference, they had a soft home schedule, and they padded their schedule a little bit. But if you look at the teams that they beat in the Big Ten, Northwestern, um, this is that's NC tournament team, Michigan State, Obviously has the name, uh, Tom Mizzo, and the program. Uh, it's a little down this year, but it's still a, a great win at home. Um, and, you know, they've had a couple road wins uh, in the Big Ten for the first time in, I think, about four years. So I think this team is obviously more talented. It's got more depth. Um, they're on the right track. Um, they just uh, obviously are they're trying to take that next step, uh, like I wrote in the Star Tribune today. And uh, I think that, uh, that they have a chance to do that down the stretch here. Marcus, it, it, it's interesting to me what's going on within the Big Ten itself. And I, I, I think you're right. I think the Gophers are a much better team. I think with Garcia and Christie and Mitchell and these guys that have been very, very solid and consistent. But what do you think is wrong, essentially, in my mind anyway, with the Big Ten? How come Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State are as bad a teams as they are right now? I mean, they've, they've really tumbled down. And obviously the Gophers are playing better this year than they have in the previous couple of years. So... It's a good time for the Gophers to take uh, capitalize on this, but what's going on? Do you think in the in Big Ten basketball? Yeah, I mean that's a good uh, good analogy. I mean observation. I mean uh, you know if you look at the Big Ten 
as a whole, you know, you're seeing some traditionally powerful programs like Ohio State, you know, like in Indiana and Michigan, uh, they're down this year. And I think part of that is, you know, the turnover, um, you know, transfers come in and out, you know, you have new players in there. It's kind of hard to get, um, you know, some of your uh, your key uh, core back every year. I mean, Michigan lost Hunter Dickinson, who's obviously a, behind Zach Eady, maybe the best center in America. Uh, Indiana lost some players. Um, Ohio State obviously um, retooled with Jamison Battle from the Gophers. Uh, but for the most part, you're seeing a lot of these programs lose players to the portal and, and not able to get that talent back. Um, as far as Penn State, I mean, they, they haven't been um, at the top of, uh, or in the middle of the pack in the top of the league for a long time. Uh, so I, I don't consider Penn State in that group. But, you know, the Gophers, again, uh, this is time to capitalize on it. Um, you know, they've had a couple road wins. And now I think they just have to protect home court. And they have a chance here with uh, back-to-back home games versus Rutgers and Ohio State. It's Marcus Fuller joining us from the Star Tribune. Marcus, both of the games this week, the Gophers are up at halftime including being up against uh, the second-ranked team in the country, Purdue. What are you seeing the difference between the first half and the second half? And, and, and I say that knowing that the first game this week was when you know they lose Garcia, so that's a huge difference. But the difference right. in the first and second half of this team, what, are you, what did you see uh, specifically in that Purdue game? Well, um, I want to bring up the Iowa game, only that – um, they started off the game shooting 11 for 15 from three. So that was a big reason why they were <laughs> yeah, up 20, yeah. um, other than Garcia having the 18 points. And I think that's kind of what uh, led to the, the not, I want to say the collapse versus Purdue, because Purdue's obviously one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country. I would say that they relied quite a bit on outside shooting versus Purdue as well. And they started off, you know, hitting nine threes in the first half. They were up eight. And then after that, you know, I think when guys aren't shooting the ball necessarily that well, um, you know, that kind of carries over to the defensive side, um, you know, and they're maybe less physical, um, you know, when they're relying so much on jump shots. They're not taking the ball to the basket, not getting the free throw line enough. Um, so even with Dawson back in that Purdue game, I think, again, they were relying on a lot of outside shots. When they weren't falling, they weren't able to score for a long stretch. And then defensively, I mean, I know you're trying to stop, stop, stop Zach Eady, um, but, you know, there's other guys on Purdue – um, that they let get going, including Brady Smith at the point guard position. Um, and you just can't do that versus a team like Purdue. Marcus, on a, on a different note, just out of curiosity, because I saw on social media the other day, you, you commented about St. Thomas basketball, and we've had the head coach on the show before. They're doing something pretty special over there, it seems like. I mean, they've, they've really put something together on the team and, and, and what they're able to do. They've won three of the last four. They just beat South Dakota. That was a, a big win for them. Are, are you seeing that talent level at St. Thomas really start to grow rapidly as they've gotten into D1 basketball? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps to have some Division One players in there. Um, they mm. still have some carryover from the Division Three era. But I, I just want to say that, for the most part, the culture has been uh, a winning culture there for years, you know, under Johnny Carr. I mean, he's obviously won a national title previously and um, in Division Three, and, you know, he's, he's one of the winningest coaches in college basketball uh, overall. Uh, percentage-wise, and so that that culture, no matter if you have Division three players, Division one, um, he expects that out of his players, and he's getting that. It helps to have that uh, those veterans, um, you know, Parker Bjorklund and some of these guys um, have carried over from a winning tradition that they had, 
and they're able to play at the division one. I'm surprised at how well some of these guys, they've been there like five, six years, mm-hmm. but they've been able to transition to the division one level with their athleticism, you know, with their, uh, their basketball IQ. Um, they've added some really good freshmen from last year. They had the best recruiting class in the summit league. They did lose Andrew Rohde to Virginia on a transfer, but they were able to get uh, Raheem Anthony, actually a Division three player from St. Mary's, uh, Winona, Minnesota, and he's kind of slid into the starting lineup, and he's a double-figure scorer. Um, Drake Dobbs was a transfer uh, a couple years ago from Liberty. He's the Eden Prairie kid that's really playing well this year. I wrote about him uh, earlier this season. And they just got a lot of contributions from different players. Um, and I think their, their defense is definitely underrated, um, one of the best uh, defensive teams in the country. Marcus Fuller from the Star Tribune does a just an awesome job covering Gopher hoops and other uh, Gopher sports as well. Marcus, in your in your uh, pregame here for um, for the game that you wrote yes that you wrote about yesterday, um, you, there's two things in there that stuck out to me. One of which is you say major progress doesn't necessarily have to be measured with an NCAA tournament appearance. Just being in the majority of games this year has been a huge step. Initially, I hate that because always oh, like oh we're so close <laughs> yeah. right we're always so close. But with this team. It really, truly does, I think, that that characterizes it so well. And you had a quote from Matt Painter who talked about Ben Johnson saying he's made a lot of right decisions in developing this team. This team has taken a huge step. What has Ben Johnson done? What do you see day in and day out at practice that causes coaches like that to say, this team is developing, it is trending in the right direction, and they are making progress? Well, first of all, I think continuity um, you know, it helps in the, in the transfer portal era to keep some guys. I mean, uh, that tra- that freshman class from last year, Pharrell Payne, Carrington, uh, Ola Joseph, I mean, they could have easily lost one of those players. Um, that would have hurt, obviously, uh, the guys coming back. And so they have Dawson. They have the three uh, players from last year with a good recruiting class. Then you bring in a couple transfers who bought in right away to the team concept. I mean, you had Elijah Hawkins leading the nation in, in uh, assists. But he was on an NCAA tournament team last year, led the team to the NCAA tournament. Mike Mitchell Jr. comes in, and he started every game of his, his career coming in, and he came off the bench for the first half of the season. So a lot of players are buying into the team concept. They're one of the best passing teams in the country. They're moving the ball. Offensively, they've improved. But, again, I, I, I want to say that for sure it's about culture. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. in the first two years, he had so many players in and out, and he had to replace an entire roster. It was hard to have continuity. Uh, with this team. And then in year three, not only did he bring in a couple transfers that, that bought in the way the Gophers wanted to play, but he also had returning players. So whether they've obviously won some games, lost some games, um, I think bottom line is they uh, they understand what it means to, to play Gopher basketball. And I think that could carry over to next year if a lot of these guys come back. Marcus, real quick, I, I'm just excited about one thing in front of us right now, which is at Nebraska, at Illinois. I think if the Gophers can win those games and win the other games that they're supposed to, but if they can win on the road against those two, those two schools, uh, they got a shot at actually getting into the tournament. I, I honestly believe that. Do you? I do, but you know, you got to take every home court first. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that, that have put them behind a little bit is the fact that they lost to Iowa and Wisconsin at home two winnable games. I mean, they were beating Iowa, I think, with five minutes left. Um, they just, you know, co- totally collapsed. And then, obviously, uh, uh, versus Wisconsin, was a two-point game. And, you know, they easily make a couple baskets, a play here and there, and they would have beat number 13 team in the country at home, which had been a quad one win, which is the best win you can have on your resume. So I think if it takes care of home court first. They have two games coming up versus teams that you cannot lose to because the Rutgers and Ohio State are not tournament teams. And once they do that, I, I do believe – uh, like you said, if they, they pull off one of those road games, 
Illinois, um, you know, would be a, a great one. The quad one win, but Nebraska as well. Uh, just one of those uh, last three road wins. Um, I think they have a chance. Let's talk about the real game today, Marcus. Who's your daughter have today? Who's she playing today? <laughs> I know she's a big baller. Yeah, they, they, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Stillwater, we uh, we finished third in the Blaine tournament here. Really tough tournament. A lot of good good uh, teams and. You know, I just we went into overtime for our last game. And I was on pins and needles, and I, you know, I, I almost didn't even want to watch, but they pulled it out, and uh, it, was, it was good to see the girls uh, get a, a win there. It was a really tough tournament. Are you more nervous in her overtime, or are you more nervous in an overtime where you know you're going to have to switch your entire article around because the whole storyline just changed? Well, I've been doing my job for a long, long time, so I'm used to a lot of tight games for the Gophers. But when she goes in there and I have no no say at all, I can't write about it, it's even more nerve-wracking. But, oh, again, they pulled it out, and I'm glad they did because otherwise it would have been a tough ride to, to Williams Arena. Later. Congratulations. Enjoy every second. Marcus, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Marcus it. Fuller, thanks. from thank you, from the Star Tribune, does a great job covering uh, Gophers. Just always – just always seems to capture things perfectly. He knows the game so well. He's been around it for a long time. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We'll take a quick break, come back, and do the fast break. You're listening to The Huddle. All righty. We'll, uh, we'll dive right in. We went a little bit long with Marcus. Always like to have those guests on and give them as much time as we possibly can. So we'll go right ahead here. Dave, number one. Yes. Theodore Worth Park, the place to be. Over this weekend, all-time great Minnesota athlete Jesse Diggins helping bring the FIS cross-country skiing World Cup to Minnesota and the United States for the first time in in decades. 20,000 people. It's a sold-out event. You can't get in. Um, my question for you, Dave, your absolute favorite major sporting event that has come to the Twin Cities. Oh, the, the Twin Cities. Hmm. Well, the, the easy one is the easy one is the Super Bowl. But yeah. – I'll be honest, I watched the Super Bowl from an office building across the street in a workspace. So sure. I was not even in the building. I had to watch it from across the, from across the street. Um, the, the thing that comes to my mind immediately is Red Bull crashed ice. Oh, yeah. When that, when that came to St. Paul. That's a good one. Um, those, it's incredible. You really do. You have to be more than just a lunatic to do it. You have to be a skilled lunatic, really. Um, these guys are, are basically going down a ski mountain on ice skates, and it is it's incredible. They're they're agile, their their strength. Um, the at the time, uh, I, I, we were named nameless. Someone at my uh, old television station wanted me to go down it for a story, and I said no. It was probably the only story I ever said no to. I'm like I don't think so. That's not a good idea. They said, "Well, you're a hockey player." I said, "Yes, but the ice is flat. This is not flat." <laughs> Watching those guys fly down the mountain, it was awesome. It, it was really, really cool. So I'll, I'll go with that one. Just for sheer terms of, of uh, it was something different and, and unique. Yeah, no, I would I say like it's, 
every year you get the the high school boys tournament for for hockey. And even though I'm not the big hockey guy and all the rest of that in my background, I tell you, I think it's one of the most magical things every single year in Minnesota. So St. Paul. All Good right. Call. Good answer. Yeah, I, the thing I love about that crash dice too, the setup was so very cool. You know, it's going over the streets and it's yeah, it's all it's so over cool. St. Paul. Very, so very cool. cool. We yeah. had two St. Paul answers. I wasn't necessarily expecting that with all the, <laughs> Let's the go Minneapolis Paul. love. But yeah, big St. Paul answers. Pete, question number two. We'll double up here on uh, some women's sports questions. Hopkins great Paige Becker has announced this week that she's returning to UConn for her senior season and foregoing the draft this year. Uh, I guess you're crossing your fingers if you're a Lynx fan that they'll somehow get the top pick next year. Obviously, you never wanted to lose badly, but maybe a trade, I don't know, somehow next year they they, uh, wind up with that top overall pick. But the question I have... Paige Becker is an all-time uh, great Minnesota female athlete, uh, as is Jesse Diggins and her big race today. Pete, what is your all-time Minnesota-connected, either played for the professional team, high school, college, uh, female athlete from Minnesota? Gosh, that's real. That that really is difficult. I, I mean, you know, I think from a fame standpoint, Paige Becker's probably is you know above and beyond just about everybody, but. You know, sticking with what you talked about with Dave with, with some of the skiing, uh, there there's some women skiers out there that a lot of people don't even realize are from the state of Minnesota. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn being one of them. So I'll I'll maybe throw her in there as as the the pick. Got to get the skiing references in while you can, Pete. It. It's not going to be snowy. <laughs> there's much no longer. snow. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to happen. Um, you got an answer? Really quick, and it's a name that probably a lot of people don't know. Kelly Roisland played uh, a basketball for the University of Minnesota in the early 2000s. I covered her in high school when she was in Faustin, Minnesota. She was the best basketball player in the state and the best volleyball player in the state. She actually went to the U for basketball and then as a graduate student just hopped on to the volleyball team and played. I mean, and the volleyball team's legit. So in terms of pure – and everything that was surrounding her that year, her senior year – it was so much fun to get to know her, and then I've gotten to know her since that. As she's she's married, has a family now, and she uh, she was on Lindsey Whalen's staff at, at the University of Minnesota. So, uh, just in terms of athletic dominance from a high school, and and to be able to do that in a small town, and then still compete on the big stage because she was great when she was at the U of M. So that's it. for me. I automatically go to Kelly Royceland and way back in I think it was two thousand one. Yeah, absolutely good answer. Yes, she was. I was going to mention on that. Lindsey Whalen staff coaching mm-hmm. basketball here recently. Pete, uh, I'm sorry, we're actually still on Dave here. Back to you. Uh, Twin Spring training is upon us. By the way, little little promo here. Uh, D- Jason DeRussia and uh, DeRush Hour News will be down in Fort Myers this yeah, week. Yeah, how about that? For, That's yeah, funny. We're not in Florida, but I know, they get the tickets. Sorry, we go can't go. I was about to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll we're give him heck tomorrow. Don't we're worry. We're the sports show for yeah. crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> three to six all this week. And Friday, Friday at five, I want to say, it's the first exhibition game for the Let's Twin go. Spring training against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, as they do every year, Friday at 5 p.m. after uh, to Russia. But uh, let's get into more baseball questions here. Byron Buxton this week said, quote, I'm fully healthy, so that puts my mind at ease to just go out there and have a normal spring training. Uh, After he, quote, said, the last two years, it's felt like I had a knife in my knee. Uh, Now, this was after a procedure this offseason where they excised the plica, I hope I'm saying both of those words right, in his right knee. 
essentially taking out that little flap that was really causing that knife-like pain. Uh, I've seen some doctors talk about this. They're like, yeah, we kind of hear that. Once you take this out, the pain kind of goes away. Who's to say what that looks like long-term? But if the pain's gone, the pain's gone for now. My question for you, Dave, over under 60 games played in center field for Byron Buxton. <laughs> I'm try- Wait, I'm still trying to figure out what a excision the plica. of a plica yep. is. <laughs> I, I, I just found that online. That could That's be completely, well completely crap. <laughs> I'm, I, I have hey, no it works idea. for me. It, it, it yeah. is in, an arthroscopic knee surgery that involves removing abnormal synovial tissue, yeah. which I also don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> 60 games, knee. I will. So let me, can I ask, what counts as a game? A game in center field or a game in just center taking field, a bat? No, no, no. A game in center, center field. field. A yeah. game where he plays at least an inning in center field. I will take I will take the over. Uh, he even last year he played eighty five. Before that he played ninety two. He played sixty one. So I will take the over, and I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that it's way over. Hmm. I don't know that it will be. I think if you set the bar at a hundred and ten, I might <laughs> take the under, but. <laughs> We'll see. Well, I'll yeah. take the over on 60. And, I mean, we're talking, you know, you're saying he played whatever his 80 games last year. That was yeah. solely a DH. He did not play center field in those games. Great so I'm, I'm saying, yeah, specifically defensively he passed to play an inning in center field. Pete, you got I will take the over. I'm going to go with the over as well, uh, despite the fact that we all know that we always talk about this all the time and, and the fact that something always happens to Buxton. But I, I think we take the over, and I think he's actually turning the corner. I know he's getting older. I get that. But I think he's turning the corner. So I, he'll play center field more than 60 games for sure. Yeah. Give me uh, – uh, uh, By the way, yep. can I read – I'm reading this real quick. The, the, the <laughs> plica excision, it's when your kneecap glides back and forth and can pinch <laughs> – the plica causing that doesn't sound so yeah that, that sounds sounds, awful. sounds not great like a knife in the knee is how he described yeah. it for the last two years and just like that it's gone so uh dark horse mvp candidate anybody uh I why did he wait two years go ahead uh, i mean my guess is there's long-term effects that are probably not great when you're shaving out some tissue from the you, knee you, when you're you going your bone plica. on bone yeah I, that's never a good i thing, have guys. no idea but that would be my guess. All right, we'll finish this off here, Pete. The Super Bowl was just a week ago today. I don't know about you guys. It feels like it was way more than a week ago. It feels like it's been the NFL offseason for a long time. But no, one week ago today was, in fact, the Super Bowl. Now that it's officially, though, the NFL offseason, I want your draft take, Pete. The Vikings are picking right now at number 11. They have a first-round pick. They have a second-round pick. They have two fourth-round picks. They have two fifth-round picks. And then a sixth and a seventh, I believe. I think that's how it is. Um, so they do have quite a few picks. They're just missing that third round pick. My question for you, Pete, do you believe they will end up picking at number 11? Do you think they will move up in the draft or do you think they'll move down in the draft for more picks? I think based on on what they've done with a lot of the trades that they've been doing and everything else, I think they got to trade down and I think they can get the right guys uh if they go down a little a couple of notches not too far but i think they could actually pick up a couple of picks off of that as well so i think that's the smarter move i certainly don't want to see them trade up i'm not i'm not so sure that i see anybody that they need to trade up for i think they've got a lot of needs and so they probably need another pick somewhere pretty high i'd go that that route for sure peter pete yeah 
you know how much I love you, right? I mean, like you and I have become great friends. I, I but you don't like me trading down, do you? I thoroughly enjoy our Sunday mornings together and our chats throughout the week. It, it is the highlight. But are you kidding? There is no way that Quasi Adolfo Mensa is going to trade down and not take a quarterback, especially if Bo Nix is available. But I or, think he'll, I mean, they I have to. <laughs> but I they think have to. We've said it think, so many times. But I think there's quarterbacks that, believe it or not, I think there's two or three quarterbacks that go in the top six, probably. Uh, after that, I think that some of the guys that you like and that I like, I think we can get them lower. As a matter of fact, I'm really confident because the teams that are picking – don't need quarterbacks after that. So they're they're less interested mm-hmm. in some of the guys like you and I are talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of people who think Bo Nix is actually late first, early second. Yeah, that's so, his new, new place. Uh, which sounds crazy, but I, uh, if, if that's really the going yeah. rate, I think that we do well by trading down. I mean, so are you the, open then to, say, Pete, you trade out of the first round, get a bunch of future picks, and then trading back into that round when, when you think that it, it's vulnerable that a quarterback could, that you like gets taken? Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I, I look at it differently. I think if you traded down maybe 10 or 15 spots, maybe having two picks somewhere in there sure. would be the way to go. And I think you could get you I think that you could get two picks in the first round that way. If you stay ahead of Denver, I think you're probably safe. Yeah. Cuz Denver at 18, they're de- they're going to pick a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, they will so. if they like a quarterback available. I mean, 18's kind of so far down there that you're like do they really want one of these quarterbacks at 18? They've got some other issues in Denver, just like we've got some other issues here in Minnesota. Yeah. If they don't pick a quarterback, if they stay at 11 and don't pick a quarterback, oh, my gosh, or if they move out. I, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe it's the fan and not the – you're way smarter at football than I am, Pete. I trust you. <laughs> no, no, no. I trust right. you. That's all I got for you guys today. Awesome. All right. We'll take a break. Pete and I will make up, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up hour number one. <laughs> Uh, we're continuing our draft talk here. I'm looking at at the pick for 29 yeah. and this NFL mock draft on NFL.com. Kool-Aid McKinstry. And the, the write-up says, I can hear Dan Campbell saying, Kool-Aid, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Pete, FYI, we are talking about in the break, his, his, it is a nickname. His real name, though, is j- almost as good. His name is Gaquincy. G-A apostrophe Quincy. Good Quincy. I like that almost as much as Kool-Aid. Yeah, Kool-Aid is great, though. (laughs) I am – we were continuing the last last question from Fast Break, which was talking about what are the Vikings going to do in the first round. And Mm -hmm. we've kind of continued this conversation here, Pete, that uh, I think you and I both agree that – and you had said this, and you're right. There are a number of quarterbacks that they could still get. And, Charlie, you made the point, which I agree with, that – as long there are not as many teams in the first round that that need a quarterback, so maybe they do pick up a couple of picks later and still get their quarterback in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you this, Dave. Uh, what you, to your point on the Houston side of things, Houston's got all that room. Obviously, draft picks are an inexpensive way to go as well. That that's going to be. They really, with all the picks that they've got and the potential in free agency, this is a team that uh, they might be able to build something that looks pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, they, they knocked it out of the park last year with those uh, two in the top three, right? They they went with uh, uh, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, who's been phenomenal for them yeah. as well. Um, you can only dream about kind of that setup. The thing with the quarterbacks, though, in my opinion, is all of these front office guys, it's not – 
well, you know, whoever is available, it's uh, we'll take him, you know, down at 27 or 26 or wherever they may trade down to because you have your guy. Kwesi is going to go into this draft and say, Drake May, he's my guy. I'm going to do what it takes to either pick him at number 11 or if I feel like he might get picked beforehand, I'm going to move up. Uh, You know, if, say, his guy is Pratt out of Tulane, then who cares? You know, you move down, you take him in the second, third round. But he's going to have a guy he's going to, you know, really focus in on. A couple of years ago, I had the chance to uh, – Rick Spielman used to do this great thing right before the draft where he'd bring media in, and we'd get to see the big board that they use, which is amazing. Uh, I mean, it's interactive. They You can slide, guys. The technology is incredible. But they have – they you know, you're right, Charlie. They have their guy, and then they have so many contingent plans based on every little pick. I mean, it's – if you took a chess game – <laughs> and you put all the moves on a giant board and the subsequent moves moves after that each one, that's exactly what it looked like. I mean, it really is amazing how much these guys put into every single pick and where you're going after. Oh, yeah. That's where it's they incredible. get paid the big money. Yep. That's true. It's true. <laughs> all right, coming back, hour number two coming at you in just a few minutes. We'll talk Vikings free agency. Caitlin Clark and why the NBA stinks and how we can fix it. That's coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus Original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.